Hide Hide your your kids. kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous Dangerous podcast. podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. You know what's up. We're back, everybody. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, HR's Most Dangerous. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. And I am Chad Sowash. And on this episode, we are privileged to be joined today by Angela Hood from This Way Global, as well as Rich Landry, uh, Director of Amer ISV Solutions Management at this little company called Salesforce. Guys and gals, welcome to the show. Thank you. Howdy. 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 That's, that's the best Texas. Howdy. I'm from Howdy. Texas. Hell yeah. Howdy, y'all. So right right out of the gate, we, we hear some things are going on over at This Way Global and uh, with Salesforce. Um, can you give us a, a quick intro of yourself, Angela, from This Way Global? And then Rich over at Salesforce. Just a quick intro. Absolutely. I am the founder and CEO of This Way Global. And we have a product suite called AI for Jobs that serves uh, mid-market and enterprise and solution providers inside the HR tech space. And then, uh, as that large title says, I actually lead a team where we kind of try to be the guide internally and externally to Salesforce's App Exchange, where we have over 5,000 different partners working with us. Wow. What what is what does ISV stand for? Well, that's pretty cool. That's independent software vendor. So there's lots of independent software vendors. That's IBM, that's Oracle, that's Salesforce, that's everybody. Everyone who builds gotcha. software. Gotcha. Okay. So let's just jump into this this craziness. Give us a quick overview, Angela, of this new partnership, this new app. That's going to be in the the Salesforce uh, App Store, App Exchange. Yeah, we're pretty excited about this. Um, about 18 months ago, we as a company identified there were some pretty significant problems in the talent acquisition space. And we said, okay, what? where can we actually do what the customer wants us to do? And we found that home inside the Salesforce ecosystem and built a partnership with Salesforce. And we launch it here in a couple of weeks. We're pretty excited about it. Okay. So how many how many people are actually using Salesforce as or how many companies are actually using Salesforce as an applicant tracking system? Because we know Salesforce as a juggernaut on the sales and marketing and, and some of the other the other uh, industry uh, sectors, but not in recruiting. So why should anybody give a shit about recruiting? And why did you guys? Well, so the big point is uh, there's a small company called Bullhorn <laughs> that acquired um, a couple of other really not so small companies, Talent Rover and Job Science, all built on Salesforce. And so we said, okay, here's some of the biggest staffing agencies in the world, including Adeco, um, you got Robert Half. They are all using Salesforce to power their ATS because they weren't able to get what they needed from the talent acquisition space as it is right now. So we said, okay, there's something there. We started digging into it more. We found 2,800 other companies that were using it. And then we started seeing our customers say to us, hey, we're having trouble because 
Taleo's sunsetting and Ultipro and Cronus are merging. We don't know what's going to happen. We need a place to go. And they started highlighting that they wanted to go to Salesforce. And so we're, that's why we turned and said, this is a very customer focused solution. So let's go to Salesforce as well. Um, a little history lesson uh, here. A little company called Google uh, got into our space a few years ago in a big way and launched uh, a solution called Hire, Hire by Google, which was essentially an applicant tracking system. Um, this past year, Google announced that they were going to be shutting that down. Uh, so a lot of people had entrusted them, a uh, big name like Google, they're obviously going to be around. Uh, and I think a lot of people felt, you know, sort of shell shocked when Google said, we're going to get out of this. So, you know, partly, you know, how do you, how do you kind of calm any fears of, of companies that want to either use Salesforce as an ATS or use Salesforce as a recruiting tool in general? that you guys aren't going to turn around and go Google and, and pull the plug on some of these initiatives. Yeah, I think that's a valid uh, request. And I think that a lot of customers have that concern that they, the thing that we really like about Salesforce app network and app exchange is that you can go in there and plug and play and build up the solution that you need. So, a company can say, I want that from that vendor, this from this other vendor, and they're not requiring uh, on all of us to work together in a partnership. They're also not getting closed out by some of the really big ATSs that don't have an open network. And that kind of flexibility is what made iTunes and all the, you know, Google Play, all the app exchanges so powerful because it gave us the customer complete control. That's what we wanted to do. And so that's why we feel like that it's the best move. And we're not going to, uh, we're not forcing them to use anything that they don't want to use. They get to use which part of our app that they want. There's four different sections. Um, and we're launching them, but we're rolling them out in phases so customers can adopt when they want to. Okay. So overall, when it comes to adoption and integration, integration is always a bitch on the recruiting side of the house. For you guys, why are you working with Salesforce? Is it easy for a company to go ahead and flip on an app? What's the time frame, integration time, that kind of thing? Is it is it is it a lot of pain or you don't think and what's it cost? Yep. So four hours. Um, and if you buy 10 seats or more, we do the integration without cost. To additional cost to the customer. Is it a cost to you to integrate with Salesforce? Uh, well, so we, the way our relationship works with Salesforce is we pay Salesforce 15%. And that's something that we negotiated with them. Uh, we're happy to do that because we feel like there's a lot of value from the ecosystem. And um, it's same day access to the value that we drive as well, because you get results immediately. Just, you know, within 30 minutes of having the installation complete, you have results. Is the 15% pretty consistent, Rich? Yeah, very consistent. Okay, so four hours for implementation. That's it. Pretty much it's just a slow flip of the switch. And then you're talking about 30 minutes. After that, you can actually start using the AI for Jobs platform in Salesforce? Absolutely. Yep. Within 30 minutes. And we spent, we have an annual, or I'm sorry, quarterly offsite. So we spent an entire offsite three days making sure that we could develop the technology to deliver value within 30 minutes of the installation being complete. So four hours for the installation and onboarding in 30 minutes to value. Okay. So companies, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. So using Salesforce as the applicant tracking system, obviously all your candidates are going into Salesforce 
as the system of record. Companies are paying hundreds of millions of dollars to drive candidates into their applicant tracking system, into Salesforce. In this case, what you guys are doing is really going against that data to do matching. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing we can offer is passive sourcing. So that's, uh, we have 3000 partners that are on the back end of this and that's supplying uh, that pipeline, if you think of it like that way for uh, passive candidates. That includes healthcare, technical defense and clearance jobs, which is huge right now. Uh, Did we enrich your current database to refresh your records to make sure that the records you have are current? That's huge. Then we remove the bias from the job description. We remove the bias from the applications and resume. We make the match. We rank and score and deliver it inside Salesforce natively. When uh, you you mentioned Bullhorn and some other big names uh, being integrated with Salesforce, um, and I would I would give a little bit of pushback to say those guys integrate with a, a whole lot of systems. Um, for you guys is. Salesforce going to be sort of the end all be all in terms of your integration strategy, or are you also looking at integrating with a myriad of other ATSs or other providers? Are you putting all your eggs in one basket or otherwise? No, no. So we started actually with our first integration was with Greenhouse. Uh, we have ISIMs coming up. We're under contract with them. We've got um, two or three others that we're finalizing right now. But we really, we saw Salesforce as the most flexible of all of these. And that was why we thought, okay, let's really double down on Salesforce. So this is a mm-hmm. big initiative for the next 120 days. Um, and the response we've had has been significant. We have uh, almost half a million dollars in pre-sales. And that was um, just in the first quarter of this year. We'll get back to the interview in a minute. But first, we have a question for Andy Katz, COO of Next. Andy, if a company wants to actually come to Next and utilize your database and target texting candidates, I mean, how does that actually work? Right. So we have the software to provide it two different ways. If an employer has their own database of opted in text messages, whether it's through their ATS, we can text on their behalf. Or we have over eight and a half million users that have opted into our text messaging at this point. So we can use our own database. We can dissect it by obviously by geography, by function, um, any which way. Some and sometimes we'll even parse the resumes of the opted in people to target certifications. So we really can you know dive really deep if they want to hone in on you know just give me the best hundred candidates that I want to text message with and have a conversation back and forth with versus going and saying I need 30,000 retail people across the country. And that's more of a, you know, yes, no text messaging back and apply. For more information, go to hiring.next.com. Remember, that's next with the double X, not the triple X. Hiring.next.com. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. 
Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So explain that. Half a million in pre-sales. Is that directly uh, because of the Salesforce integration? Yeah, that's specifically half a million dollars in pre-sales just on the Salesforce app alone. And that was prior to us even launching the app. It was just because there was that much pent-up interest and demand because people are just not able to get what they want out of the applicant tracking systems because of lack of flexibility. Some of the platforms just don't integrate well. Uh, just in exactly what you just said, takes too long, costs too much money, too much paperwork. People need solutions now, not in you know three months. Yeah. So as I look at as I look at the app exchange, and when you go in and you can you can sort of uh, select categories to look through, and and if I choose human resources, um, you know the first the first four results of the sponsored solutions, which I assume they're getting free advertising there because they are Salesforce, are Salesforce apps, uh, and you have the recruiting app. Um, which has three out of five stars, but only 11 reviews so far. Did any of that give you pause uh, when you were when you were doing your due diligence on Salesforce or were there other things that trump that? I think it would have. Uh, one of the things we did as part of our due diligence is we went to Dreamforce this year and actually talked to the other companies that are on Salesforce that also have apps. So the 5,000 companies that are using uh, Salesforce for part of their own business growth. And we about 83% of them, I think is what the number came back said, yes, they would be interested in using this technology. Then we also had uh, five very large staffing agencies that came on board before we ever even built the app. And so we felt like we had enough growth potential that it's just a moment we get to be first, we maybe we get to be the strongest HR app. That's our that's our objective, at least. Just from a, let's go into the tactical kind of play on this. If I'm a company and uh, I have your app, the AI for Jobs app, is it is it the AI for Jobs app or is it This Way Global? First off, yeah, it's AI for Jobs app. So This Way is a AI matching company. We match other things, but our platform for HR is AI for Jobs. Okay, so I have the AI for Jobs app. If I post a job into my Salesforce system, which hopefully gets distributed out, uh, will it automatically match as soon as I post? Open that rec, post that job, will it automatically uh, match to, to the candidates in my database? It will. Okay. So how long does that usually take? So it depends on how many applicants you have. Um, there are rate limits that every system has, every applicant tracking system has. Salesforce has rate limits. So it will, depends on that and depends on what system you're, how your system is set up. Uh, because each org, each company org inside Salesforce is set up differently as well. So uh, generally, you're going to start seeing your matches within 20 minutes. Uh, they'll get backlogged a little bit. And once it catches up, you'll start seeing real-time delivery. Uh, we go through, if you can imagine, we can match 25,000 applicants to one job in about two and a half or three minutes. Say that again, please. 25,000 applicants to one job in two to three minutes. Candidates rise to the top. That makes sense for them and they can just go about their job. So, I mean, this is something that's embedded in the system. The company really doesn't have to do anything, do they? 
No, I mean, the thing that they have to do is uh, we tell companies, you need to proactively reach out to these people quickly. If you have applicants that have raised their hand and said, I'm interested in the company, I'm interested in the job, then the race is on for top talent and you're competing against everyone else. So who gets there faster is going to win that candidate. And that's the real power in Salesforce is the, you know, there's all these other systems, Pardot and Marketo, tons of other apps that they can add on to help them reach out to the candidate quickly to you know, be part of the marketing solution. Um, yeah. So it's, um, and I think that's one of the reasons why people really like this is they get to use the apps that they're already using in the core of the business and no longer is, you know, the candidate sourcing and the candidate marketing that uh, reach out part is no longer a subset that's sitting in talent acquisition. It's part of the core business structure and it gives them a little bit more power, a little bit more play, better access to budget. Okay. So Rich, on, on the Salesforce side of the house, is there going to be uh, an effort to focus on companies bringing them in perspective companies that are using fortune 500 fortune 1000 companies that are using your product already to switch over to use it as an applicant tracking system so they're using it for sales and marketing you're already in there are you going to focus on an effort to get hr and talent acquisition to use salesforce as an applicant tracking system good question uh and that the dogs are shining off. They didn't like that question, but yeah, that, that really, you know, it, it looks at, thank you very much, you know, where the market is and where our customers go. Cause that's the beauty of the app exchange. Kind of as Angela mentioned, you know, like an iTunes or an app store, you can go out and build all the things you want to build. And as you mentioned, Google moved in and then moved out of it. So it really is dependent on our customers and where they go. But I think, you know, to your original question, I think that is important to, you know, our customers to, to be able to, especially look at large customers who want to do their own internal app, app recruiting, have the ability to say, okay, can I do this? Where can I do it? And we have the platform for them to do it. And with Angela and this way's technology it makes it even better. As you said, the, the five minutes versus days of doing what you're trying to do. So yeah, I think it certainly could be. I think a lot of buyers in our space sort of default to, you know, their ATS or, you know, some whatever, some of something that's talent management specific to build uh, apps upon. Um, I'm curious in terms of trends, like you guys are a bigger platform that people are moving to. Um, Slack, which is a, obviously a, a popular messaging system and has their own app store as well that I know uh, recruiters or recruitment solutions are building uh, apps on their platform. You mentioned the iPhone and Android, which most people don't think of, but can really specifically be a recruiting tool or something that uh, a vendor could build upon. Do you feel like this is a trend um, that we'll start seeing out of vendors that they'll look at the bigger platforms, the consumer-based platforms, um, or maybe the bigger B2B platforms as opposed to the recruitment specific solutions? I mean, I think you have to. I think you have to. I mean, because everything is so so mobile and so quick, like Angela pointed out earlier, it's how fast you get to the candidates, you know, social social access, social media, et cetera, your phones. You know, that's the wave of the future. I mean, that, that's where we are today and it'll get worse and worse, so to speak, or better and better maybe. But yeah, for sure, definitely. And specifically, so um, – Angela's doing 15% of revenue on your app store. Is that pretty much specifically everyone can build for free, but you're going to take 15% of anything that's made? And if I have a free app, can I, can I build on your platform? 
Yeah, and, and our part, our ecosystem or app exchange has different levels of partnership and how you do things. So it all depends on what you're trying to do as far as the revenue that you share back mm-hmm. with Salesforce. But again, Salesforce's value really is the platform, right? You don't have to have any of these development costs. You put it on our platform, run it there, and you know that's that's where that's why we have five thousand plus customers out there building with us or partnering with us in the app exchange. So yeah, it does, it does vary. Though. I noticed you have sponsored positioning. What is what does that cost a, a solution provider? And by sponsor, you mean sponsor position on the app exchange listing, or correct? Yeah, yeah. That's and there's different programs. They they have a it's called a marketing program. Different marketing programs, different levels is based on where you get different awareness, so to speak, within the app exchange, and that's all part of the program you sign up for. No pricing you can give me on that, like what they can expect to pay to sponsor yeah. themselves. No, I can't. Couldn't give you that. It, it, depends on, it depends on what they're after, right? Which program you're in. And like, price is very, yes. Thank you. See dealer for results. See dealer for retail. Okay. Uh, so, so from a, a partnership standpoint, Rich, how many recruiting centric uh, types of apps are currently in the app exchange? And again, is, is there really uh, a, a, an effort to be able to try to start partnering on this side of the tracks so that if you are pulling in more great technology, hopefully you'll have some of those customers that are already using you from a sales and marketing standpoint to glide over into the recruiting side. Are you doing that as well? Not just focusing on driving sales efforts, but also driving partnership efforts on the recruiting side? Yeah, definitely. If you look at, like you say, the major things you think of Salesforce as sales and service marketing, et cetera, but there's tons of problems out there to solve. And that's the beauty of the Salesforce app exchange, right? Our customers can have that partners like Angela and others solve those problems for us, come in and fill spaces that we'll never, ever go into. You know, and if you talk about, if you just type ATS into our app exchange, you get 17 hits that pop up immediately, you know, for different players in that space. But it's definitely a growing space. And, you know, it's the beauty again of the white space. You can solve that problem right. and Salesforce never has to go into it yet our customers are still on the same platform the same interface the same usage and you know that's the beauty of it so right now if i go to hr there are 97 apps in that category according to salesforce Oh yeah, if you're using App Exchange, you type HR correct. And if you type ATS, you'll get 17, and you can type different code words. And and the interesting thing about that, sometimes that's very accurate, you know, and sometimes it's not. It's a little bit like you could have happen on Craigslist, right? People put in keywords. Sometimes there's players out there. Like if you t- if you type in ATS now, you'll see target recruits the top hit, then bullhorn. So you're seeing very big players, and you see uh, click recruit, and then you go down and see text us for Salesforce. Probably doesn't have anything to do with ATS, but again, all about keyword searches. Gotcha. So. Angela, my last question, in what industries are you seeing quick adoption when it comes to using AI to do matching? Because we've talked about this before. We, we believe on the show, this is something that every platform should have just from an efficiency standpoint. But you know, you know as well as I do, you, you probably know better than, than we do. Adoption is incredibly slow in HR and talent acquisition. But in some industries, that's not the case, like tech or healthcare. What industries are you seeing quick adoption from? Yeah, I mean, by far, the there's like four major ones. So medical and medical right now, because of what's going on with the coronavirus, it's been insane. Like over the weekend, we were getting pounded for, hey, can you help us with this? Can you help us with this? Because they don't know what to call the job 
or the the type of candidate that they're looking for. So they need us to explore the data with them. So that one was, uh, I would say, number one right now. Professional roles that are highly technical, so really super specific things that have a lot of acronyms. That's the easiest way to describe them. But where people can get the, the uh, roles confused and the candidates confused easily, our technology understands the difference. Um, a lot of data and AI-related jobs, and I would say defense and security clearance jobs is really where we have a sweet spot. Um, and manufacturing, I guess, would be last. What we don't really see a lot of is our technology being used for like fast food um, hiring, things like that. It's it's really more professional and higher salaried positions. Uh, and companies are saving millions of dollars by being able to identify the right talent, go after them, both passive and active applicants, and then also be able to look at their employees that match the jobs that are alive. Well, Angela Rich, we thank you for your time. So for any of our listeners who want to learn more about you or the Salesforce App Store, where do you send them? Yeah, so we'd love for them to come to the website, thiswayglobal.com. Um, and we will be live inside the Salesforce App Exchange. Um, you can look up AI for jobs or you can look up This Way Global, either one. And that will be live as of... Uh, March the 16th, 2020. Excellent. We out. We out. We out. This has been the Chat and Cheese Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.